Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features we have there free. Site is free for you. That's the way a talk show website should be. So that's the way I made mine. You can go to freetalklive.com and enjoy the archives and enjoy the live streams. And the main feature of the site actually allows you, the listener, to control the content of the website. And it's frequent uh, that we will actually talk about the top stories there, which are created and, and picked by listeners like you. Uh, we'll talk about some of those. In fact, one of them that was, I don't know if it was at the top, it was kind of mid, midpoint down the page, but it caught my eye was a man in North Carolina, Durham, North Carolina, has been arrested because he dared to operate a hot dog stand without a permit. <gasps> just a horrible, horrible, vicious criminal. Let me give you a little bit of back, uh, background information here. I've actually reached out to, the, to this guy, uh, Stephen Pruner, and I uh, found him on Facebook and sent him a message. So maybe we'll actually get him on the show. I don't know if he's currently in jail. I, I doubt it. I mean, they, they arrested him and charged him with... Uh, with operating a, a business without a license, and two two counts of that. But there's two stories over at WRAL.com out of Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, where two Durham hot dog vendors working in the same spot across from Duke University Hospital have a major beef <laughs> with each other and want the other one to move, but neither is budging. At the corner of Irwin Road and Fulton Street, David Leeds and Stephen Pruner fight for customers. Pruner, who owns Outlaw Hot Dogs... Says, I have the best hot dog in Durham. His competitor, Leeds, who owns Dave's Quickie Dog, says, I'm a heck of a friendly guy. I look forward to doing business with you. Pruner was the first to put his cart at the, co- the corner. So the illegal vendor was there at the corner first. And then uh, the legal guy showed up. Pruner doesn't have a permit. He said, I've been working on this corner, building business relationships and selling hot dogs for three months. Leeds, the permitted uh, vendor, who says the location is one of the finer corners for selling hot dogs in all of Durham, decided to put his cart there, too, but with the vending permit. He said, I understand the need for the law. The fact that it is a law makes me do it because I am a law-abiding man. I'm a little scared. Pruner says he believes the requirements to get the proper certification are too burdensome and violate the state constitution. He particularly doesn't agree with the state rule that says vendors have to be affiliated with a permitted kitchen, like a restaurant. So apparently just having a hot dog cart and whatever the investment is to get one of those carts isn't enough. You actually have to have your own restaurant, uh, some sort of permitted business facility to create food in in order to even sell something out of a, a hot dog cart. Yeah, they got to make sure you're using that $10,000 vent hood that's all stainless steel and mm-hmm. has the grease catch in it and to all that stuff. boil hot dogs. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's, you don't know the dangers involved in cooking <laughs> right. hot dogs, Mark, obviously. Right. In cooking what has already been cooked. <laughs> when you buy hot dogs it's been cooked once already you're yeah. just heating them up oh uh delicious I'm, nitrites <laughs> i'm fighting for freedom said pruner and the right for every citizen to work it's really a prohibition against starting this job and he's absolutely right about that pruner has had several run-ins with the city and county and was ordered to stop operating but he ignored the orders and renamed his business outlaw hot dogs i love it this guy is great the county health department is in the process of getting an injunction against pruner this is the first article in this the series this one came out uh october 26th and then there was another one, I think, that that hit uh, today or yesterday. Pruner, uh, let's see. The rules are what they are, said Durham County's food and lodging supervisor, Mark Mayer. What we else would he say? We don't really have the luxury of debating the rules that are enforced. 
some of uh, well, the typical government answer is, uh, well, this is our system and uh, we got nothing to say about it. We're going to just crush you under our boot. We don't have to debate. We've got the guns. We've got the cages. Because they can't debate uh, because there's really nothing they can say that can defend against the truth. And the truth is government licensing is all about protecting the existing businesses. And that's exactly what is is portrayed here in this particular case where you've got two hot dog vendors, both of them with similar equipment, one of them with a permit, the other without. (laughs) What happened to the one that didn't have the permit? And the, don't forget the one was there first. Uh, the one without the permit was there first. Well, that's true. And, that, you know, I think that's an important part of the, the, this equation. He's you know, homesteaded it. You know, in one, I was watching a video where they were talking about how government gets in the way. It was an animated deal on Facebook. And uh, one of the things they had was somebody going out and doing vending just like this. And it, it eventually got to the point where after you jump through all of these hoops that they've set up for you, then you get to enter the lottery to see if you're one of the lucky winners who gets a permit to go out on the sidewalks. And this is all... After the hoops. Yeah. Wow. This is all just a case of you know the government mismanaging public property, another tragedy of the commons where they're... They can't have come up with a fair way to decide. Well, who can uh, you know who can run a hot dog stand on Twenty Second Street and also on uh, you know Thirty Second, and, and instead they come up with these silly uh, games and so forth. Whereas the property owners themselves could make these decisions, could decide along with the market uh, what the community is willing to support and and what's going to be seen as bothersome and what's going to be seen as acceptable. There's no reason for any of this. It's just for them to to control. maintain their control. Control and power over others. Well, that, that is the reason. The reason is we're in charge. We will come up with arbitrary rules so you can pay us and you can jump through <laughs> in our order hoops. to get to, in order to circumvent those rules. Because you currently have one guy who can't do it and one guy who can, and that's because somebody's paid the the bribe. That's right. And so the the news reporters here at WRAL asked some of the customers what they thought about this, and as usual, the responses were varied. Uh, the rules. So, according to the regulars, uh, pruners regulars say they don't see the need for a permit. Customer Calvin Perkins says, "I trust him. We had a long talk. He was in the Navy, so he's pretty much clean." Others disagree, including one of Leeds customers, Telly Satini. Uh, she or he said, "If you are licensed, I know you are legal, and that you go through the proper channels." And what the hell does that mean? It means nothing. <laughs> it, it doesn't say anything about the safety of the food. It doesn't say anything about his ability to, uh, you know, to, to deliver a quality product. It just says he went through the proper channels, and so that makes that customer feel safe, even though there's no, there's no guarantees that you're going to get sick from the unlicensed vendor, and you're not going to get sick from the licensed vendor. People get sick from licensed uh, food operations all the, time. all the time. Yeah, I mean, they had the half a million eggs destroyed uh, a while back, and they had sent inspectors out there zero times over the last year. Mm. And, it, you know, the, the people think that the government's out there protecting these guys. No, they're setting up a racket where these corporations and big pharma and the big business can get in there, get away with whatever they need, start stacking regulations to benefit them, because oftentimes their board members will just take over the, the regulatory agencies that are regulating them in the first place. And it, it's just such a ridiculous system. So the update came out, actually, excuse me, it was the next day, the 27th of October, the uh, com ran an update, apparently... It was Wednesday of last week when Stephen Pruner, the owner of Outlaw Hot Dogs, was charged, arrested and charged with two counts of operating a business without a license. Uh, they, he had put his cart there three months ago, 
and they'd ordered him to stop operating several times. He ignored his, those orders, renamed his business Outlaw Hot Dogs. He said the requirements are too burdensome. So I've reached out to him. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get him on the show. Because uh, I'm curious, did they take his cart? They don't. They don't touch when on they that. They arrested here. him. Did they put him in jail? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I. I would doubt they put him in jail. I'd imagine they arrested him, took him down for processing, and then released him with a citation. Uh, but what about his hot dog cart? And what is he planning on doing now? Hopefully, he'll get back in touch with me. Uh, he was pretty easy to find on Facebook. I. I I found a number that was his same name in, in North Carolina, but I don't think it was the same guy. So we got our fingers crossed. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to him because I love talking to heroic agorist uh, disobedience like this. I mean, not only is this guy an agorist in that he's doing business without government permission, but he's doing it openly. He's doing it on the corner of the street in obvious defiance of whatever arbitrary rules the government folks have created. So that's that's civil disobedience. And uh, I love talking to folks with, with that level of courage because I hope it encourages other people to – you know, do their business without asking for permission. I'm proud to say that Free Talk Live is completely unlicensed. There's no, we did not ask anybody's permission well, uh, to do this radio show. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like we're standing in defiance of any licensing out there. The there uh, might be. I don't know NAB, what the rules uh, are. I don't know what the rules are for uh, the New Hampshire and the business regulations and stuff like that. Here, I have no clue. Couldn't say. Well, let's go to the phones and the fun. You can bring up what you want. Jack is in Maine, listening to WEGP. Hello, Jack. Hey guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? It's good to hear you. Um, it's the first time I've actually had a chance to listen to you. Oh, it, excellent. It sounds pretty cool. Well, I know you've um, got something uh, to say, and uh, we're hitting the break. So if you'll hang on, Jack, we will bring you back. Can you do that? Can you? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, Jack, and your calls as well. 800-259-9231. Plus, Sam's going to tell us why government is good. Coming up here in a little bit, it's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so do enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com features there including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page. Last week's worth of the program is there. Uh, Plus, if you want, you can go back even further, all the way back to late 2006, if you click into the archive section. All of those archives brought to you free, courtesy of HostGator. HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. They're a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name or .anything, .us, .whatever. Just go over there, create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. They've got thousands of templates. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, they're the experts. They can help you. And if you use uh, the portal that we've created, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, you'll get your first month completely free. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. Back to your phone calls about what you want. Jack is in Maine listening to WEGP in Presque Isle. Hey, Jack. Hey, um, I wanted to comment on the subject you were speaking of earlier about the licensing. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll give you a little hot dog vendor has been arrested. I'm sorry, just call all the time. 
I was just trying to bring folks up to speed. It was a hot dog hot dog vendor in North Carolina who was arrested uh, last week for daring to sell hot dogs without a permit. Go ahead with your thoughts. It's the whole licensing issue. By implication, if you have a license to do one thing, then you can't do anything else because you don't have a license for it. As a massage, I do massage and I do some some adjustment stuff, and I'm a nutritional consultant, and I get the question all the time, do you have a license, or are you certified, or what's your license in? And I tell them, if I had a license to do this one thing, then by implication I couldn't be doing this other thing that's helping you more. So the license is an impediment to helping the individual. So you're saying, like, hold on, let me just make sure we're clear here. So you're saying if you had a license to say a massage therapist, then you couldn't go and advise them on diet, nutrition, and that sort of thing. Right. Okay. Right. Are you sure? So they, I'm sure the government would... Wait, wait a minute. The government won't sell you multiple licenses? I would imagine they'd be happy to uh, have you pay them multiple <laughs> bribes. But by implication, if you don't have one, then you have to go and get the whole process. Right. So it's okay. just like once you step into their trap, you know, once you go and apply for the business license, then you're subject to all the regulations and so forth exactly. because you went and asked that I first see. permission. Exactly. So to, to, to step into that nightmare, it gets worse and worse as these gentlemen with the hot dog stands found out real quick. So what about you? I mean, does this uh, when you if you're operating without a license, have you had anyone threaten you? Has anybody gone to the the, the state government agents and uh, threatened to snitch you out, or have you had any there's, trouble? There's there's been a few small issues, but I I kind of uh, put the fire out real quick when I tell them they can go ahead and sue me because I'm bulletproof. I don't own anything. Take whatever helps. you want. I've got an 89 Chevy pickup that sits in the field. If you want it, you can have it. Yep, there it is. They can take your massage table, right? I mean, that's, yep. that's about no, it. Take that. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that tonight. Anything else, Jack, that's on your mind? We're, we, have a, we have a great uh, event coming up tonight, I hope, in Maine. Um, well, Paul Page is going to be the next governor of Maine. We're going to have uh, a constitutional governor, and we're going to have a constitutional sheriff in Aroostook County. I'll believe it when I'll believe it when you guys repeal the fireworks ban, Jack. We got plenty of fireworks up here, pal. Yeah, right. <laughs> they don't have fireworks laws up in the, the county. I mean, for God's sakes, that place is larger than Connecticut, and <laughs> the county that uh, the largest yeah. county east of the Mississippi. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's bigger than the state of Connecticut. It's gigantic. It's just interesting when you when you drive into Maine from New Hampshire, they actually have signs up on the side of the road that threaten you regarding fireworks in uh, in the state of Maine. It's just an incredibly prohibitive place uh, towards uh, towards fireworks. So, do you have to smuggle that's, them in uh, up there? That's because down down when you first come into Maine. You're really in a suburb of Massachusetts. Yeah. We, we kind of disavow the whole southern part of the state. Nice. Yeah, they call them, you know, they, they, <laughs> they, they just, that, that's just there to keep the flatlanders out of the upper that's portions right. of the state, which are, are more free. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's thanks right. for the info. You and, know, uh, about 12 years ago, there was actually a move to uh, split Maine into two states. I support really? it. That'd be great. Yeah, I support now, it. How, it if wonderful. you guys go and do that, how are they going to put 51 stars in the flag? I mean, you just cannot make 51 stars <laughs> just look secede. right. Just secede. That would work. Just, that just would make, 
They'll just split one in half. <laughs> just, just forget <laughs> about splitting. Star, we're not proud. For, well, forget about starting a whole new state. Just you know, secede off Aristotle County into its own uh, its own country, and then you know that. Well, we, that we were so. talking about that with um, New Brunswick. Or maybe but y'all could join we, New Hampshire or something about like it, that. Other counties wanted to come because they wanted to get the heck away from Portland and Augusta. Well, let us let us know if actually anything significant changes because what politicians say versus what they do is a whole other story. And I thank you, Jack, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Of course, it is uh, election night and people all around the country are getting their hopes up. They're hoping their man or woman will win. And uh, of course, they, I can't say I'm not hoping. They're I'm hoping, hoping that, I've got the little page open right here to CNN. I'm watching the numbers. But I don't think anything's going to change. Like it, nothing significant is going to change in general um, i'm not under the illusion or the delusion that if my guy wins and i don't even have any guys in this race i I, you know i have a few preferences but i'm not excited (laughs) about any of them yeah i don't have any there's no there's nobody out there that i i'm like now that guy's gotta win yeah, I'm really hoping. What about that, John Dennis? So he could. Yeah, well, uh, yes, I, I, I'm cool. talking about the ones that I voted for. John Dennis oh, okay. would be great. Um, he's I, the guy that's running against Nancy Pelosi. I'm for so whomever a really is running. Oriented guy. Yeah, yeah, he's down. He's there in uh, San Francisco. I'm for who's ever running against Charlie Crist in Florida. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, uh, what other races are yeah, I, am no I watching? Cares. I care so about exciting. the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not uh, the Libertarians get 4% in the state of New Hampshire. So, uh, mm. But yeah, so a lot of people around the country eagerly waiting mm. the results as though it's going to change anything. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. I know, Sam, you had some comments on voting tonight. Yeah, you know, we, we had talked about this last week, Mark, and mm. you gave me some things to think about in regards to voting and kind of this whole process. Do I vote? Do I not vote? Uh, it's not really something that I believed in. And, you know, you actually brought up the point that statistically voting is very insignificant and almost extraordinarily insignificant uh, act. And it's likely that all the votes that I cast today, there are probably uh, close to a dozen of them in different races, that it's unlikely that any of them will. Well, let's see. It's it's likely that none of them will will count for that one vote that breaks the tie. And that's the only vote that really counts. And that is what got me thinking about, you know, why do I, why have I given up on politics and voting and the whole idea of it? And it's that, that sums it up perfectly right there because it's not about voting. What are politicians always out doing? Shaking hands, kissing babies, meeting people, lies. kissing yeah. babies, yeah, telling, telling people lo- lots of what they want to hear yeah. in order to we encourage them to go out and vote. So, the act of voting itself is not really statistically significant. What's what's significant is are you willing to go out and encourage other people's to buy other people to buy into the propaganda to go out and vote to go out and you know use this system to make a difference. And I don't. I've that's not what I want to do. That. Okay, we'll come back talk about it. Of course, you can also bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of these airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Style in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. And enjoy the features you will find there free. Our bulletin board system is one of them. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com. As I mentioned, SACL CAI brings this show to you. Mark, what about them? Well, I was I was actually going to respond to uh, Sam's comment here um, and mention the the principal there of uh, SACL CAI, Jason Osborne. He had a he had a Facebook uh, update here th- the other day, which he just was, moved to New Hampshire last week, right? He did, but um, the, more importantly, uh, what to to what we were saying here is he um, he said that he wasn't going to vote today, and if you're if you lose the election by one vote he promises to buy you a beer if, if anybody i mean anybody <laughs> whomever it is that the know, facebook might be you know his friend on facebook gotcha and the, so it sam was addressing this issue of sort of it is uh, pointless to go uh, it is statistically insignificant to go out and vote and i of course agree and i get on my nationally syndicated radio program and i tell people every chance we get that voting is a statistically insignificant act and i i don't mind saying I don't get out here and say, go out and vote. It's very important. If you don't vote, you can't complain. So, uh, you know, the if, if you don't want to go out and if you don't want to vote, that's fine. I think that if there's the I think that taking the principled stand that voting is bad. I don't know. That doesn't really ring true for me. If there's a liberty candidate out there, I think you should you know do something for him. We all moved to New Hampshire for a reason. Yeah, I think, you know, voting to say it's bad, that puts a judgment on the the person. And that's something I don't agree with. I would take the same position you'd have towards me. If you want to go out and vote, hey, knock yourself out, have fun with it. It's not something I believe in. Thank you very much. Well, even some of the uh, more, you know, principled anarchist types out there like George Donnelly at georgedonnelly.com, he has come around to uh, accepting the idea of voting. Uh, He originally was very against it. And then apparently it was actually a Lysander Spooner that convinced him that there's nothing inherently, uh, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong or violent or endorsing about this, you know, endorsing of the system regarding voting. I haven't read the essay myself uh, by by Spooner, but it's just interesting that even somebody who has gone so far as to, you know, dissuade or you know, to disassociate oneself from the system entirely and and not vote at all actually has come back into. I don't know if he is voting, but he doesn't have the same. Uh, he certainly has that sound. He doesn't have that same vitriol toward the the process that uh, that he had in the past. That's my understanding of what he's written on Facebook. He can certainly call in. To clarify yeah it's you know the I, I i guess the the way i think about it is mostly it doesn't count but it's a lottery so it's it's sort of you know you could have that vote that counts and the smaller the election is the more likely that is uh, to, to be an issue and i always bring it's up true. this example because it happened to me it's real life if you're tired of hearing the example <laughs> hey find an example fire that happened story. to you Here that's real go. life <laughs> it's not a fire truck it was a uh, it was a road, whatever it was a road truck but it passed by one vote and, and if you were you, out of town i was out of town no. i didn't make it my, if my wife and i had been there it would have been voted Doing down. something even more pointless than voting uh, you were out begging for permission from the governor of Florida at the time for a pardon. Um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, when you're dealing with these things, it's a lottery issue. You, you, my friend, have more freedom than I do because of the fact that you haven't been convicted of a felony. If you wish in the state of New Hampshire, you can walk around on a gun, with a gun on your hip mm. and nothing's going to happen to you. If I do that, I'm going to prison for 10 years. Really? 
Yeah, wow. that's how long it is. So it's crazy. It's you know it it's it's all about weighing what it's worth to you. I thought you were going to do some disobedience on that one of these days. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, do you want me to? You want your business partner to put his uh, no, freedom no, for ten years on the line for it? I it's mean, pretty I, crazy. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's not. But um, I you know I'd I'd rather see what happens with some free staters getting into the house before I, yeah, I go I doing that. Plus the fact if I do get arrested. I'm never going to get a pardon. And we'll let you know uh, how that goes because there are a handful, maybe, what is it, like eight or a dozen uh, liberty activists that are, are making runs. So sure, we'll get a report here ne- tomorrow. State House. But see, Mark, this isn't really addressing what my concern is to begin Hold with. that concern. If All you right. don't mind, we're going to go to the phones and the fun. Robert is in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hello? Hey, Robert, you're on the amp lines. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just want to talk about voting. Uh, I like it so much, I actually did it twice this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are in Illinois. <laughs> what do you mean by yeah, that? Yeah, well, uh, about six months ago, I moved to West Virginia. That's actually where I found you guys. And I moved to West Virginia, had a job. I had to go through the government paperwork to get a bunch of stuff, and I signed up for a voter registration card over there. And actually, about last week, I moved back to Illinois, and uh, I, I early voted before I left. I wanted to make sure I voted there, and uh, I just figured uh, I got here. And I'm like, my voter registration is still, per- still per- pretty good here, so I uh, just voted here. Nice. And I went and voted, so I got to vote twice. Now, you didn't sure vote that- for the sa- – there was never an opportunity to vote for the same, same person, person more no. than once. Um, so you essentially yeah, yeah. you voted in your old place, and then you voted in the new place. And, and to me, that's legitimate. I always wonder – Yeah, technically it's not fraudulent in that case. Yeah, I, I always wonder what's, what's the situation with somebody who, for instance, like me, uh, I own a business that is in one town and I live in another town. Now, I don't have to pay the rent in the same way that other folks do, but I, I'm peripherally on this issue. Why is it that a business owner who lives in one town and uh, has a business in another doesn't get to vote in the town in which he has a business? I mean, he's got even more of an interest in that town than the average person, but they won't let him vote. But they'll tax him. Robert, any other thoughts you want to share? Uh, no, that's it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing that's from funny. you. Let's talk to David in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Hi. Hey, David. What's on your mind? I voted today. Um, I don't know. I... You guys like talk about the principles about it, um, stuff, and um, I don't know. I just would think, I, and put if 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 someone who has these principles and everything and says um, and advocates not voting, then then a lot of people might say, well, I like them and I like their principles, so I won't vote either, and then then um, no one will vote to endorse those principles well david when i say that i don't vote i don't vote in the political process and this was part of the conversation that we had last week is you know i when i make a video and put that together or like the eli rivera short that i did showing him telling me to scream louder and jerking me around yeah i put that video all over the place that's my vote do you think that influenced people and changed their minds I'm hoping he loses. Well, you didn't address address David's uh, objection, which is that 
you know, he's concerned that if a bunch of people stop voting, then nobody will vote uh, in, in a positive manner. I mean, the man you mentioned is a guy that is ten- has a tendency towards violence, losing his temper. He's yep. running for sheriff against an incumbent who nobody really knows anything about. But I, th- I figure that's a good thing that you don't know anything about him because he hasn't done anything particularly he's an harmful. Uh, that <laughs> you we should know, know something about him, but at, we don't. And at, that's good. At least. And so, you know, I went and I voted against the, uh, the you know, I, I voted for the incumbent today. Uh, and if enough people decided to opt out of voting, then maybe the other guy would end up getting elected. I, I totally share David's uh, concerns. I don't think voting is a solution, but I think it's a valid. Uh, I think it's a valid defensive measure to some extent against the you know what could be the maximum level of violence that the system could attain through the most the, in the short term. In the short term, through the most egregious people getting involved. If we want things to change, also it's 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 a twisting of the the language, uh, Sam. I've got a chip clip in my hand. This isn't my puppy, okay? okay? Like, the video you made is your video, and your voting is your voting. And when you call your video of your voting, then, you're, then, what, then what have you got? Okay, no, no, no. You, you guys are missing the whole paradigm shift that I'm talking about completely. What you're actually advocating, Ian, by saying, well, if people didn't vote, then, you know, the bad guys would get in, and we got to stop the bad guys. <sighs> you know, you're... you're actually encouraging people to go out and believe in the system and vote in it and use it and and offering them some hope that it can change things for the better and you know to some extent you you can reduce the level of harm that's all i said but but at the same time what you're doing your real impact there is you influencing other people to get involved what I'm influencing other people to do is to learn and see the system for what it is. But we're going to have to do more than that, Sam. People are going to have Great. to stop other... obeying that system. If, I agree. But people just stopping voting is not stopping obeying, and so it will lead to no change except for negative change. Until so let the political people paying. let the political people handle that. More coming up. You take control. Thanks, David, for the call. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free. It is uh, available to you, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. Sam is here from ObscuredTruth.com, and there's a new video, Sam, that you have put up. Is it up at ObscuredTruth.com at it this It is. It's on the homepage. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, I don't think it's quite yet on your, your YouTube channel, and that's because you made a video that is intended for, uh, I, I guess it's a contest that uh, has been put together, and it's, uh, you, you made up a, a trailer that's all about gold confiscation or silver confiscation. Exactly. Yeah, and it's really, I think you did a great job. You and the rest of your crew, because it wasn't just you, it was some of the local activists here in the Keene area, including it's our good looking, own. and the, the acting's awesome yeah. in it. Uh, you know, Puke does a great job. Uh, Johnny Luther's Ray, in there too, yeah. and what's that? Luther, Luther's in there. Other co-hosts, yep, yep. yep. And the, uh, the uh, there's just a, a cast of uh, of Liberty lovers, and they really just it was fantastic. So people should go and take a look at that at obscuredtruth.com. Our number here eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and you can uh, of course bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. Maybe you have been aggressed against by the government folks, and uh, they're taking you to court. What do you do, Mark? 
Well, if you're if you're being taken to court and you don't have the money to get an attorney, well, try Jurisdictionary.com. It's for people without a lawyer who need to know what, what's got to be done, um, and for people that have lawyers in order to make sure that their lawyer's doing the right thing. It's it's affordable when you compare it to, say, the cost of just sitting to chat with a lawyer for an hour. It's not just for traffic tickets for every kind of uh, of level of the court system. It can be used in just about any country. They've got uh, customers all over the world, Canada, England, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, India, Puerto Rico. There's just uh, it's just too many people out there that are being destroyed by members of the uh, the lawyer in profession, and that's why the guy who started Jurisdictionary.com started it. Go check them out. Their a complete four CD course can be viewed in a single weekend, and it can the average age grader, grader would understand it. Jurisdictionary.com. Well, as expected here tonight, the election night uh, across across the country. The issue of voting has reared its ugly head yet again here on Free Talk Live, and the usual breakdowns uh, between the, the hosts here are occurring. Uh, <laughs> Sam in the uh, the Sam is on in the, the side, left corner. Yeah, Sam is on the side of not voting uh, whatsoever, and uh, Mark and myself, I, I would consider myself a reluctant voter. I uh, I vote. I don't like that. This I I'm I'm not for the system of voting. I'm not for the violence that is uh, propagated nor on people I. by the government. And nor but do this- I consider my vote an endorsement of the system or an endorsement of the violence. No, it's a defensive measure to attempt to minimize the amount of violence that is committed against people. And right, I'm against violence. I will use whatever tool I can to make that violence stop. I'm not for people doing crimes with handguns. However, if I saw somebody uh, going to commit a terrible, terrible crime against a bunch of people or something, I might use a handgun to stop them. I'm so. not under the delusion that my vote is going to significantly change the system or that the system will significantly change even if the so-called right people win, whatever that means. I don't think most of the right people are running for political office, and I don't think you can be the, really, in many ways, the right person and run for political office because of the things we've talked about with politicians being sociopaths and uh, you know political power, positions of power attracting the sociopathic and the dangerous uh, psychos out there. So I, I'm certainly not uh, enamored by the system, but I acknowledge that people believe in it. And regardless yes. of what I choose, regardless of whether I vote or not, the system will continue to propagate itself as long as people believe in that system. And I don't think that you have to believe in the system to uh, to vote in the same way that you don't have to believe in the system to pay taxes either. And the fact is... All of these big, principled, liberty-minded people who are so principled that they don't vote, they still pay taxes, most of them do. And so don't tell me that you're doing anything by not voting if you're still paying taxes. They, they like to tout this non-voting thing uh, as this badge of honor that they're so principled that they don't vote. Well, show me how principled you are and stop paying taxes, and then I'll consider you principled. Until then, you're just somebody who's doing nothing. Now, I'm not saying you aren't doing anything in any area, but uh, if, you, if you're still paying and you're still obeying, you're still pulling licenses, you're still jumping through regulatory hoops, you're still paying every single tax they're demanding of you, then you aren't doing anything uh, to, to stop the government, are you? Or you're not doing much to improve your own life in and, that particular case. And that's where I'd say that I don't fall into that category. No, you're busy. I mean, the, 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 what you guys are trying to say or what I f- I'm hearing or feeling is like I have to go in and physically – vote in the on the ballot and fill out their little form and that my one vote even though it may be statistically insignificant 
I should have to do that for some reason. And I'm saying, no, you don't no. have to do anything. No, no. Well, I, go ahead. I'm okay. sorry. I'll, I'll what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I think I can have a much greater impact by influencing and putting ideas into the heads of the people who are still voting to get them to see the system as a sham, as a fraud, as a, a, a empty promise of you know the ability to solve problems for these folks. I, I think I can have a far greater impact in waking people up and changing the face of the conversation by voting in my way, which is putting videos together, calling into talk radio, doing it's these things, speaking, rather than it's not voting, but uh, well, no, I, well, I, rather I, I than going right. to a ballot box and filling out some form. You're, you're suggesting that they're somehow exclusive, and that's just not the case. It's I not. do everything that you do, except make night, night cool, really cool videos. But I mean, I, I communicate with people about how the system's illegitimate and all those things. You can do that and vote. It's not an exclusive situation. And my question to you is just this. There there's a race here in town, and you know that it's going to be separated by hundreds of votes, not thousands, not tens of thousands, not millions, but hundreds of votes. And it could very well be that your vote could be the one that results in the difference. When you're talking about hundreds of uh, hundreds of people separating, hundreds of votes separating, your chances are far greater than the lottery. And you and, and the results could be terrible. This guy, Eli Rivera, who was the uh, prosecutor in, in your case and many other Liberty Lovers cases, could be the sheriff. And. Mm-hmm. That would give him the keys to the county jail. He decides who gets out and when. And he could just run that thing like a, a like a Stalag if he wished to do that. I don't know that. if that's true. The sheriff, I don't know if the sheriff can order Whatever people in he, and out of jail. Uh, the sheriff, Highest law enforcement official in the he county. He has a certain level of power. You can believe he Maybe. can order I'm people not in sure and out to that. some extent. I'd, I'd have to double check on that Fine one. and dandy. Do you think that it's going to be better or worse if it, he gets in? It, it, I think it'd be worse, Fine. So clearly. And wh- my question is, why would you subject yourself? self to that if your vote could be the difference and there's you know it's one chance in hundreds that it could wait be. I, I didn't subject myself to that the people who are holding up this system are the ones forcing it upon me they're going to force it on you one way or the other dude they're going to force okay foot or, or so Rivera i'm going on to you. strike at the root of the problem and reach out to the people who still believe in that system reach out to the ones who are apathetic you can still and get them to understand that this is not the answer you can still do that you can do that without taking some kind of principled stand against voting. I'm, I'll, I'm willing to take a practical stand Hold against on, voting, if but all not a principled this, one. If all of this could change in 24 hours, then that would be great. Like if Sam, you can, I think you're right. You can clearly do more with your talents than you can by casting a ballot. There's yep. no doubt about that. But as Mark says, you can do both. And the, the system and people's minds are not going to change tomorrow, and they're not going to change in a week, and they're not going to change in a month. It's going to take a long time. These changes, I mean, maybe eventually we'll hit a certain point of saturation where it really jets up in its popularity, where the ideas of liberty really jet up in popularity. That seems, seems and, likely. And we hit a certain point where people find courage because they've been inspired by other uh, people that are kind of leading the way and showing people how to uh, say no and to disobey and all of that. So if... We could change folks next week. You know, if your message or our message could change folks next week into a, you know, Cheshire County, New Hampshire, into this county full of disobedience and non-cooperatives and people that are just not going to go along with the system anymore, then I'd say, yeah, by all means, let's, you know, let's not vote because it won't matter because we're going to change people's minds and they're going to come on board with the ideas of liberty and start actually Ad, you know, acting out the ideas instead of just agreeing with them. Right. Uh, but that's not a realistic Why would you tell scenario. them not to vote? What would be the reason? I mean, is it, what would be the reason you'd I'm say, just saying I wouldn't to... care. If, if 
I could because change it's not people. important. Right. Because voting doesn't matter to the whole scheme of what, what uh, I think we as liberty-minded people are trying to accomplish. If what we want people to do is to come to the conclusion that government is illegitimate and that we don't need it anymore and that we want to move past it, then uh, that if, if that's what we're looking to do, then that's, that's great. I don't think voting is going to be a factor in that. Right. What is a factor is those people finding the courage to say no to the government. And if we could in- inspire that within a short period of time, then that's great. But I likely think that's going to take years to, uh, to come around to happen, and it's going to require some heartache, and it's going to require some difficulty and some personal you know, uh, investment and, uh, and, and a lot of time and effort. And in the meantime, there is this voting system, and people are still obedient, and people are still you know, following along, to going along to get along. And right. in that meantime, I don't see why there's, uh, there's any reason why anybody shouldn't, shouldn't you know, at least throw something into that race. Because uh, maybe, maybe, Sam, you would say that you wouldn't feel bad, and maybe you wouldn't. But if, uh, if Eli Rivera wins the sheriff's race tonight by one vote... Will you feel bad that you didn't go out and vote against him? No. Yeah. Okay. Ex- I want to explain when we get back. I'll, I'll, I'll answer that when okay. we get back. All right. More coming up here. <laughs> Hour number two is uh, is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Attention. All active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Coming up later this week, we are going to have the outlaw hot dog vendor on the program. I just spoke with him during the news break there. Uh, so we'll look forward to talking with uh, with Stephen the of Outlaw Hot Dogs on Thursday night, or formerly because they've cracked down and shut down his business. We'll get the full story from him as to what went on in court, actually. He was telling me a little bit about it on uh, the phone. It's it's not good for freedom, I can tell you that. But uh, anyway, 800-259-9231, so that coming up later this week. Of course, your calls about anything are welcome anytime. We've been discussing voting, and Sam, you wanted to uh, explain, because uh, I'd asked a question before the break of you, and you are here tonight advocating not voting and I uh, not voting for myself. So you would not advocate that others stop voting? No. 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like if you, I mean, I know you voted today, and I know Mark votes. That's fine with me. If that's what you guys oh, want to do, that's a little different great. than the average not voter. Yeah, uh, no, person I, out I wouldn't there. fall into my that camp because that gets into the judgment aspect of well, you're wrong for voting. So because you're not saying it's evil or that it's an endorsement of the system. I think it is an endorsement of the system. Hmm. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to judge doesn't, you doesn't and say you're, you're a bad person because you went out and used it. But does, but that doesn't mean that you're saying that uh, that. So wait, if you're saying so that if the system is violent, um, and and I endorse the system, then I endorse violence, violence. and that's like that's a natural step. And I, you know, I don't endorse the the violence, but that's a natural thought uh, thought process. It means you're I willing going to judge people who do terrible, violent things. I, I don't mind doing that. Yeah, I wouldn't make that that jump. That the first one that you did. Okay, you would be. Uh, you would be associating with a system through voting. I don't know that you're necessarily endorsing it, but you are, to some extent, granting it some legitimacy. I t- completely disagree with that. I, I don't think that. I don't think that by paying taxes, I'm granting the system legitimacy. I think that it's something that people do out of fear. Right. And but they don't come after you if you don't vote. So they do voting in is a well. This isn't Australia. No, uh, that's true. But it's. Uh, I don't think it's any more or less a, a granting of legitimacy. It's just a defensive action to, uh, you know, to to try to to prevent the maximum level of violence. And that brings me back to my question uh, that you said you would answer. Right. Regarding the uh, one of the, the races here in Cheshire County, uh, New Hampshire, where we're doing this show involves a man, Eli Rivera, who personally hurt you. Uh, he stole your camera from you one day at, uh, at district, district court. He then uh, proceeded to big TV camera. Not yeah. this isn't the, this isn't uh, the old Kodachrome. He then it wouldn't matter if it was or wasn't. Whatever it does it was. matter at the size of uh, the, the size of theft. Absolutely matters. If you steal uh, what from matters me, to me is that someone it was, was yeah, his I mean, it was stolen. four grand for that camera. It, yeah. If somebody if steals my car, I'm going to be less happy with them than if they steal a dime out of my pocket. It's the principle to me that matters, and it's the taking of another person's property. It wouldn't matter to me if it was a $400 camera or a $4,000 camera. He makes a living with that camera. I don't care if the, you, you make a living or not. Someone stealing your camera is absolutely outrageous any way you slice it. So he stole your camera from you and then proceeded to uh, cause you harm by having you lifted up by your wrists or with the he handcuffed on. me over a really sharp uh, pointed pointy bracelet with sharp edges and then uh, dragged me around by my arms because I had dropped I had gone limp dropped to the floor and he had dragged me around with the bra- with the handcuffs handcuffed over the bracelet you so were it was screaming. chewing into my hand you and, were screaming yeah. as a result and he laughed about it and uh, said scream told louder. me to scream, scream louder. louder scream louder louder, louder. So, so if Eli Rivera who's now running for sheriff in uh, Cheshire County actually wins the election by one vote tonight you said you wouldn't feel bad why yeah you know this is something that i've really been struggling with and it's it comes down to do i want to like get all emotionally involved in things that are not completely in my control you know i i can influence things but i have no way of ensuring that he can't uh that he that he will not win tonight i have no way of ensuring that you know these judges are going to follow any of their rules and when they drag me this into their courts i have no control over these things what i've instead i mean and, and you you guys are just kind of beating me up here so i got to go back to law of attraction that's you're getting down to the core of my beliefs so it's really when you guys go and vote mm mm-hmm. And you're filling out the ballot. Do, do you leave like, man, that was great. I can't <laughs> no. wait to do it next year. 
Of course not. So no, I leave saying I hope that the guy that I want to win wins. Is that a good feeling? Bad feeling? It's kind of the same feeling you have like, when you yeah. watch a horse race. Um, you're you're hoping that the one guy's gonna that your horse is gonna win, and that uh, you know the other horses aren't. I don't have that feeling. I I would say that when I walked out today, I was like, eh, okay, Just, meh. Yeah, so you know the law of attraction. If things that feel good are is the universe telling you you're going on the right path in the right direction. When I think of voting and and getting involved in that political system, it doesn't make me feel good, I, and I don't have any real control over that. So I've just kind of learned to accept that this is what you know. If he gets elected tonight, this is what the universe has in store for us here in Keene, and it's going to be great. <laughs> I have no idea, you know, what's going to come out of it or what might not, or you well, know, if, if the he universe stays, has if he this, doesn't. If the, I just trust wait, that it'll all work. Wait, if the universe has this in store I like for that, you, Sam, that's good. Good answer. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm about to eviscerate it. <laughs> if the universe has this in store for you, why do you put out videos? Why do you make the effort? Because, because all voting is is to make an effort to get what you want to have happen. It's a terrible way to go about it. I'll admit that. But you're making efforts in order to get what you want. So why not make one more small effort? Uh, because we are all co-creators in this universe, mm-hmm. creating the reality in the world as it unfolds around us. Okay. And, you know, that's the direction that I want to go. It makes me feel good. I like putting these videos together. I enjoy spreading this message, spreading my ideas out there. And you should do what you feel what feels good. I, exactly. I fully support That's what, what Sam's saying comes down here. To. And and I, especially because he's not saying to people don't participate in this process. What you're saying is if it feels good to you, then you should then do you it. Should do it. And yeah. if it doesn't, then you shouldn't. Um, that, that but makes that's sense not really the me. question that we're asking him. The question is, is you know, you hope that a, you know, we, we were, you, do you hope that this one guy wins versus the other guy? And Sam, I believe, admitted that he does hope that one wins more than the other. Then why not take the effort to t- to step in that direction? You've certainly gone through the, the huge effort of putting out the video. Why yeah. not take the extra effort of voting? And how would you feel if he won by one vote? And I don't know if you really explained I, I, that. You know, I, I just wouldn't get attached to what is. It's it's. You you could do that and he, not he vote. He explained it. I he mean, answered the question. He said that he feels like that's what would you know was that's supposed what, to happen. You know, it's supposed to happen. I just trust good. that things work out the way they're supposed to these days. It, it's hard for me to you know understand or come around to, but I just start to trust that more and more. All right, so let's go to your phone calls and talk to Matt in Illinois. Matt, you are on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hello there. Good evening, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, on the subject of voting for no one. Uh, I was wondering if um, if Sam had gotten my – I wrote a little script, and I sent it through his website uh, about, uh, you know, for like, you know, that you could make into a, a short. Oh, for, yeah, yeah. Uh, for uh, voting for somebody named no one. Yeah, I actually had wanted uh, Luther to do some Byron Kingsley spots where he's advocating voting for nobody. So I had something along the same idea, but I just haven't uh, done anything with that. Okay. Was there anything uh, else well, you wanted to I, share? Your thoughts maybe I, on voting? Uh, I, I, yeah, I went out and voted today myself. Um, How did you feel afterward? I didn't feel dirty. I didn't feel like you know I had accomplished anything. But one of the things that I, I went out and I voted um, – one of the things that I, I was unaware of when I was going out was the who was running for the, the, the littler offices, the county offices, yeah. the city offices, things like that. And when I got there, the, the state of Illinois had uh, 
they, they have a, a close election for the governor between the, uh, a Republican candidate named Brady and the current Democrat named Quinn. And so I voted for the Libertarian candidate who was running. Mm. Um, because I want when I vote, I want to vote for somebody. I don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils. I yeah. generally agree with that statement. However, I did cast a couple of uh, protest votes today against the incumbents in a couple of races. And I like the idea of like writing in a real name that's just made up, so they have to go and see if that's an actual person, <laughs> and it just creates you know monkey wrench. Matt, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The place to go. The feature's there. Free. Uh, features including the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can edit virtually anything you see there at wikiwiki.freetalklive.com. How soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to my son, Jack, all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go to freemarketunderdog.com. See some samples right there. Order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL. Same coupon code that we use for just about everything. Um, An island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue here with your phone calls, your thoughts. Let's talk to uh, Jeremy calling all the way from, I believe, Queensland, Australia in Free, Free Oz Radio. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi, sorry, I'm just pulling over. Um, can you hear all the car noise in the background? Yeah, it's uh, it's morning radio out there in uh, in Australia. What what time is it out there where you are? Uh, twenty past ten. Ten in the morning. Good morning. All right. What's on your mind tonight uh, or this so, morning? Um, yeah, just calling about voting. Actually, I think I'm somewhere in uh, in the middle. Just ah, sorry, is my phone working? Yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle between all three of you guys. Um, I pretty much have decided to stop voting myself, uh, unless there's someone like a Ron Paul to vote for, because basically just because when he gets out his message, the more votes he gets, the more people hear his message. Now, wait a minute, Jeremy. You're in Australia, where it is a uh, mandatory vote. So what does that mean for you? I mean, you're essentially doing civil disobedience in this case by not voting. Well, actually, because I'm not a citizen of oh. Australia, I'm not allowed to vote. I but, see. Uh, my wife's not voting, but she does go in and put in a blank ballot, which gets her off. 
Um, what, funny stuff. Yeah, <laughs> what will they do if you don't put in a blank ballot? What if you don't show up? What What is the punishment? What is the threat? Well, I, I've talked to people that have, I don't know what the threat is. It's a, well, it's a fine, but I don't know what happens if you don't pay the fine. Mm-hmm. But I've talked to people who just send in a, a letter after they get a fine that says, I am exercising my democratic right not to vote, and they end up not getting not having to pay the fine. So it's kind of like the census then, where it's mandatory in quotes, but they don't actually uh, do anything about it. I, I think so, yeah, but maybe, well, I don't know, maybe someday we'll find out, but I think for now, she, my wife thinks it's just a lot easier to go in and put in a blank ballot than to go through all the rigmarole of... What, are the, what is it like, I mean, down there? Are there huge lines that she has to wait in? Are there just a, a I mean, because yeah. around here they know that only a certain percentage of people is going to show up, so it's not like there's a <laughs> tremendous burden on the poll Right, workers. I was the only one standing in the booth at the time that it happened today. There are enormous lines, and when it was voting day here, uh, I went out and used those enormous lines of people who were voting just because they had to, and I handed out flyers on... Um, uh, the uh, the shortest the shortest political quiz. It's a great and, time uh, to. Yeah, that's a brilliant move. It's a great time to approach people with the ideas of liberty because at what time are they the most frustrated about government? Is when they're standing waiting in that awful line to uh, to go and vote with a mandatory vote that they're being threatened with violence over if they don't participate. Perfect time to recruit some right. new minds for freedom. So anyway, I would, say I'd, I would vote if there was uh, someone that was getting the Liberty message out just so that uh, they get a few more votes, so they get a bit more media. But I wouldn't vote like you guys have done just to vote against someone, because uh, I'm guessing that... And what's the name of the guy that's um, running against Rivera? It doesn't even matter. I mean, the, the, the incumbent. Uh, yeah, the incumbent. I'm just guessing that the incumbent is going to take your votes uh, as that you voted for him. Oh, yeah. And he's, sure. he's going to then say, obviously, oh, I've got a mandate from all these people that have voted for me. He never really, pretty much everybody, not most people seem to be voting against somebody rather than for somebody. But the people that, that get in take it as a sign that you, so, so Jeremy, all those people I, like what they I've, do. I've got a question for you. You talk about, you know, the ma- the media getting more attention. You You vote because you want more media attention paid to a given political candidate. Why not be yeah. your own media? The independent media is now bigger than the mainstream media. Why not add to that voice? He and, is. He hosts Free, Free Oz Radio. Yeah. Just like, yeah, just like Mark and Ian were saying, you can do that, too. You just believe him doing <laughs> both. I, yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever I can to. I wouldn't go completely out of my way to vote, but they send me a ballot in the mail. I check it. It does cost about $4 to send it back to America. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably about that uh, in gas to, uh, to to drive to the polls and back. So yeah. you know, no, yeah. uh, you know, no, no huge loss there. But you know, I guess when, when you when you talk about voting for the lesser of two evils, you know, if you bring it really into focus, it's the uh, you know look look at the whole ma- serial killer thing. Yes, you're voting for a serial killer, but would you vote for a serial killer that would kill ten people over a serial killer that would kill fifty? You know, I, I guess it's it's a terrible thing to do, but you did save forty people, so yeah. Well, you know, that's see, that's, that's the, the way it is. Uh, uh, and I'm not, I, I don't have any problem with anybody else voting. I'm just saying, the only time I feel that it's worth my while is if it's getting the message out a bit 
I heard that, Jeremy, and I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, You can get uh, Free Oz Radio over at freeozradio.com, also on uh, lrn.fm. He's our our new uh, Friday night show after Free Talk Live at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. You get an hour from uh, from Australia land. And we tested it out last week, and uh, I I was a little concerned for the international connection as far as how it would sound. And indeed, there were some dropouts. I don't know if there's anything I can do to remedy that. You know, just you're on a public internet connection, packets are going to get lost from here to Australia. So... Uh, we're we're going to keep that going, though, because I thought it uh, generally was uh, was pretty good. So, freeozradio.com. You know, he mentioned the last time that he went and voted, and I want to tell the quick story of what happened the last time I actually went and voted. Okay. My neighbor uh, grabbed me and said, hey, I'm going to go vote. You want to go with me? And I, I was kind of on the fence. This was during the whole Ron Paul campaign. I'm like, yeah. This was no, out in yeah. Texas. Uh, it was. And uh, I eventually decided, all right, I'll go with you. Let's go. So we jump in the car. There's We get there. There's a line of about... 25 people or so and so we get in line we're like oh great so we start having a conversation about the voting machines and the fraud and the electronic voting machines and how we need to ask for paper ballots and make sure you ask for paper ballots people in the line around us start hearing this and they're like what do you mean paper ballots so we get there and the three of us in a row ask for paper ballots from the people and they start you know looking a little concerned the lady pulls me aside you know, we, we go through and vote and everything, and then once uh, I'm done, the lady pulls me aside and says, you got to stop telling people about paper ballots. We'll run out. <laughs> and if we run out, then the election guy is an hour away, and he'll have to bring more ballots, and you could start a riot. <laughs> so as we're walking out, the line had doubled in size. What, now, did she tell you the wrong thing? Then? Now it was like 50 to 100 people, so I said... I'm like, Richard, should I do this? He's like, go for it. Go for it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention? I'd like to tell you about the electronic voting machines. Please ask for a paper ballot. (laughs) Nice. As we walked out the door. There's more coming up here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. can take control of the airwaves, and that's why we call the show Free Talk Live. You can dial in. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We do have a lot of features there, and we give them to you for free. So head over there and enjoy those on us. Uh, Some of those features include... Uh, our our uh, Shrine of Female listeners, you can go over and see dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will get you there. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to be part of the Shrine. Shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're interested in an internship opportunity that pays money and gives you housing assistance this uh, spring, summer, or fall semester, quarter, what are those things? I don't know. Well, if you're a graduate student, a recent graduate, or an undergraduate, you need to contact libertarianinternships.com. They've got internships in federal state and state policy, 
organizations, print, broadcast, new media, investigative journalism. As I said, they've got a stipend. All majors are encouraged to apply. It's open to to people who are in college. And and if you apply for the spring placement by November the fifteenth, um, then you'll you know you'll be in the running. You got to go to the website libertarianinternships.com. Sign up there for more information. Libertarianinternships.com. All right, we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. And I believe Johnson is on the line in Connecticut on the amp lines. Hello, Johnson. Hey, hey I've uh, got two questions for Sam. All right. Um, first is in relation to something you said earlier, which was that you said if something uh, feels good, that's sort of like the universe's way of telling you that you're on the right path. Yes. That's okay. So you so you it believe ties that. In, so, ties in with passion, yeah. So most people's paths then are to be fat, lazy, gambling, drunken whores. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I mean... Those things like sleeping feels good. Do you think? Do you think good. the you know, people, people? Hold on. Do you think the people who are fat and lazy are happy in their lives overall? What's giving you a greater sense of well-being? Not the individual well, act, because sure, eating, getting a whole gallon of ice cream and eating it, probably you know, <laughs> yummy. That's good, and it's fun to sit there on the couch and watch some stupid movie and eat a gallon of ice cream. But then, you know, the next day comes and it's like, is this what I want to do with my life? Am I being, am I happy here? Are these steps leading me towards, you know, a, a greater happiness or to to where I feel worse about myself? I'm just trying to keep you honest. All right. I, you no, know, that's it's, a good it's question. More than, it's more than feeling good is really, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, and that was a great way to point that out. Um. And my other question for you is in regards to sort of thinking outside of the box on this whole voting issue, which is uh, how would you feel if you were told you can't vote? Yeah. Uh, if they I, took I, away I, your right to vote. Boo-hoo. There's no right to yeah, vote. I but, just, uh, I, it's not something privilege. I really care about, so losing it to me I don't think would be an issue. Well, I mean, you know, maybe <laughs> – this this is something that I face as a reality um, in the state of Florida and several other states. I can't vote because I'm a convicted felon. Right. And I'm tell you, I'm happy about the fact that I can come to New Hampshire and at very at the very least, uh, you know, choose between craphead A and craphead B on the ballot. It's something that I can do that I wouldn't otherwise be able to do. And, I, you know, I, I think that uh, the people that disparage it don't understand what it's like to not even have that level of uh, of of influence in your life. And I just I look at it as it's it's the criminal gang, Mark, you know, mm-hmm. the, these guys are <laughs> I I'm, I'm not going to make a difference with them and it's just not something that I I'm concerned about losing. I I don't know. I just I don't have I, any I faith came up with in an that. analogy on this, Sam, in, okay. in regards to the way you you're saying this in the way Ian and Mark view it. I feel like the analogy here is voting is kind of like telling the rapist to stop. And what you're saying, sort of, Sam, is, "Eh, no, I just want the rapist to do the right thing. I want him to read my mind and to just do it on his own. I shouldn't even have to say stop. That's what I'm saying? And Mark and Ian are sort of saying, you know, and this is my view, too, generally, is that it's like, you know, it's... The rapist probably isn't going to stop when you say stop, 
but at least you said no. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's a difference there, though. I don't see myself as just hoping that the rapist stops what he's doing. I'm the guy on the corner saying, hey, hey, there's a rape over here, guys. Come here and, you know, take a look at this. To stop it. To draw attention. (laughs) To draw attention to... Well, but it's, you know, it's more complex scenario than just yeah. a rapist. There, right. It's it's sanctioned rape, but, you know, it's, oh, well, no, no, that's okay, citizen. That's It's the government doing that, so what they're doing is okay. And, you know, people don't ha- don't see it for what it is, and I want them to see it for what it is, and that's where I want to make my difference, you I th- know. I think that probably the, the first place uh, in order to, to, to get them to see what it is is not call it rape because I, I think that that just met, that, that flips all kinds of switches in oh, people's yeah, minds. Yeah. And, and, no, uh, I mean, we were just talking them. in the yes, analogy. I understand. not comparing voting to rape. Agreed. Please. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I, I, I see where, you know, on one level it's taking it too far, but you know what? On another level, I, I'm not going to completely back down from that because, oh. you know, people are being tasered. You know, grandmas are being oh, yeah. tasered in their cars. People are being thrown in the cage. And some people are literally being raped. It's true, Johnson. I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, you know, to say, to say that those things aren't so. What I am going to say is there are a lot of people out there that will throw your whole argument off by screaming their heads off about you say, saying something about rape. And then you don't get the opportunity to talk about what it was that you're talking about. So to use proper terms uh, like aggression and things like that then you can show that that's true you can't show rape as being something besides rape and, that's and all here's I'm here's my question with all the taserings and the police abuse and the police state and the growth of government how's voting working to to handle that issue as far as oh, the, it sucks yeah it, it stinks it that's why we work. picked up and moved to the uh, for the free state exactly. project the only thing that's going to work a little better the only thing that's going to really work is is educating people right. about liberty and then encouraging them to find courage inside themselves and stand up for freedom yes. uh and the, you know that doesn't that's why i say voting has very little to do with any of this but that's why i'm also glad sam that you're not telling people hey don't vote no. that'll stop them because it won't stop them it's when you refuse to go along with them it's when you refuse to take the plea bargain it's when you refuse to obey the uh, the ordinances it's when you re- you know refuse to pay taxes that's when things change that's when things stop and so if all these people who are out there constantly in the liberty movement doing spending i don't know how much effort they talk about the effort spent on voting how much effort are some liberty lovers spending trying to convince people to stop voting if they would spend the effort they're spending on trying to convince people to stop voting which is really pointless the whole voting process is next to pointless so trying to convince them to stop voting is even less pointless than that or more pointless rather uh so if they would spend the effort that they spend trying to convince people to stop voting to convince them to stop paying taxes or to stop obeying or to find liberty and move to new hampshire then they would have a lot more effect than just saying don't vote it just encourages them yes and that's what i feel i do through my video work through the activism that i choose to uh, engage in johnson any other thoughts I guess my last thought just just kind of popped in my brain from what you were saying there is, you know, I would love to see, uh, especially this is something that's perfect positively for Sam, but sort of counter to those activists who are always going out and saying, hey, don't vote. There's a lot of these stupid celebrity programs where they're rock the vote, get out and vote, you know, do this and do that. Yeah. Boy, I would love to see those stop. (laughs) 
Um, I would really like to stop see celebrities stop and just encouraging ignorant voting, which is maybe really a, all like that a is. campaign, uh, like a crap campaign style video where we actually mock them doing that. Or better yet, oh, how about actually finding some celebrities who are willing to go and, and create a don't pay taxes uh, campaign? You know, get Willie <laughs> well, Nelson, Wesley Snipes, Richard Hatch from Survivor. Well, get all Wesley these- Snipes bowed down so he wouldn't get. Well, most of them bow down when they come after him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe but, those same people would be willing to say a "don't vote" campaign. That would be good too. Yeah, well, I don't think it's. I don't think there's a point to having a "don't vote" campaign. I, it, uh, I think it's really just. A, that's a big waste of time. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Because if you want them to stop voting, isn't going to stop them from doing what they do. Only stopping obeying and uh, refusing to grant the system legitimacy through your participation in obedience is the most significant factor to but not voting. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Lots of different stuff on our website. If you like the the show and if you like the site and you like that we give it all away to you, then you can voluntarily support Free Talk Live by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. So normally that portion goes to Amazon. They're sharing their profits with us because we're sending them the business. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And if you're sick and tired of of just voting, if that's – what you think is all that you can do uh, as far as activism is concerned, or maybe you've tried to do activism outside of voting, because voting sure is easy, uh, but it doesn't really accomplish much. Maybe you've tried to do activism uh, in a pro-liberty manner outside of voting, and you've noticed that it's difficult because you don't have a lot of people out there backing you up. Well, there is a solution. You can come to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. If you love freedom, if you understand that liberty means that you should allow others to live their lives how they want uh, so you can live yours in the way that you want to. If you get it about liberty and you're willing to make a change in your life to uh, move toward more freedom in order to get active with others who believe as you do, go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the Free State Project where we're looking to get 20,000 people to make the move up here to New Hampshire, as we have done. Mark and myself made the move about four years ago. Sam, coming up on your two-year anniversary here soon. And it's been an absolutely amazing time so far. Uh, people uh, continue to make the move up here, but it's it hasn't even officially the, the move hasn't even officially started. The way the project is is uh, scheduled, once we reach twenty thousand members, and we're over ten thousand, almost ten thousand five hundred at this point. 
So just over halfway there. Uh, once the number reaches 20,000, that triggers the official move where the, the 20,000 folks will have a five-year window in which to move. Personally, I don't think folks should wait. If you can get here tomorrow, uh, get here tomorrow. If you can get here next uh, next year, get here next year. Get here as soon as you possibly can. The more liberty activists we have here, the sooner, the better. The more exciting things will be here, the more likely we'll get to that 20,000 number. It's happening right now. I mean, why wait? Yeah, absolutely it is. Uh, there's been some critique recently over at freekeen.com by one of the anonymous uh, people that, that posts on uh, the, the, the comments suggesting that I've said that there would be hundreds of people here soon in the Keene area. And no, <laughs> I never made any kind of statement about how many people would be here and at what point, because I have no idea. I hear people saying they're planning on moving. I hear them saying they're coming next year or in 2012, but I don't know how many of them there are, and I don't know how many of them will end up in Keene. Or or, or if there to- aren't hundreds of people here already. We simply don't know. Well, if there are hundreds of people here, they're not coming out and It doesn't and matter. That's not, that really wasn't what the Free State Project was originally intended. I know you would like to see them all out at uh, you know the 420 rallies and all these things that you guys do, but that's not what it was all about. It was all about picking up, moving, and then educating people, uh, maybe writing letters to the editor, voting, things like that. That was the original intention. It wasn't the intention was to get way. activists to New Hampshire. And uh, activism means but, different things to different people. And those things would have qualified as activism by the guy who came up with the idea. Yeah, I don't really consider going out and voting activism. Um, I, mm-hmm. That's just kind of what a lot of people do. And I wouldn't consider most voters activists personally. I think you have to do something above and beyond casting a vote and writing a letter to the editor would, would count. Uh, there are things that you can do without that are activist without going out. You don't have to leave. For instance, you could be a, you know, that could be your thing is ghost writing letters to the editor. And there could different- very well be hundreds of people in the Keene area for the Free State Project. Would you agree with that statement? To say there could be, I suppose, is yeah. possibly true, Disprove but there it. could also be uh, unicorns. Uh, so I don't know. There are eight hundred something people in the state that have claimed that they've moved. Mm-hmm. There's likely a significantly higher number than that. There's certainly some people that that have not uh, checked in, as it were. So there's probably hundreds of people that have. So there's ten counties. So that's about a hundred people per county, and but, then uh, uh, dozens of towns in yeah. each county. So what's the Keene area? It seems to me that that Keene and the surrounding as, towns. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like Cheshire County to me. I wouldn't say the whole Cheshire County is the Keene area. It's you know, it's a pretty big place. So anyway, I think that uh, you know we are going to get to hundreds of activists in this area, uh, hundreds of activists who actually come out and are counted are you know known by other activists. That's what I mean when I when I say that. Uh, and I think that's that point. So we're going to reach that point, but I have no idea when it's going to be. It may be five years. I, I don't know. Maybe ten. Hopefully it'll, like I say, we'll get to a point of saturation, uh, popularity, where, where people are just moving here all kinds of all over the place. And that'd be great. I, I think the movers will become sort of icing on the cake at some point. I, the message will eventually start to reach the locals. They'll start to come around. We're already seeing we're some We're seeing of that. some of that, yeah. And so I think that's where the answer really lies. Is uh, changing hearts and minds. Yeah, just right here. I mean, getting these people who already have this mindset of live free or die and, you know, independence and small government. And we don't need to spend money to put sidewalks on both sides of the roads in the neighborhoods. I mean, they already have some of this sort of spendthrift attitude and, and this freedom mindset. All I think we need to do is just put the right message in front of them. Yep, I think that certainly is a big factor. Let's continue. Of course, the more movers we have, the more that message can be put Absolutely. in front of people. Spendthrift actually means somebody who spends too much money, so it's oh, thrifty. Really? Thrifty, yeah, yeah, it's the opposite. Hmm. Okay, let's continue with your thoughts. John is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live, the in Sam and Mark. Hello, John. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? 
Did we just lose John? I think yeah, something like weird that. happened. Oh, John. There he is. Hey, how's it going? We got you. Go ahead. Okay, so I uh, was at the uh, drive-up bank ATM window uh, when all of a sudden uh, a car pulls up, and I was, you know, pulling out, pulling out some money from the ATM there at the, the drive-up window, and, and a car pulls up next to me. Driver jumps out of the car. He's banging on the window, demanding I open the door, and he's got a gun. Whoa. And uh, what made me most nervous about it was he also had a badge. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you see, because about 10 minutes earlier, I committed a crime. And what was that crime? I smoked a bowl in the parking lot of the bank. Mm. Really? Yeah. How did he know that? Um, he didn't. Okay. Apparently, because I was, you know, sitting in my car a little too long. It was around maybe 7 o'clock, just getting dark. Hmm. Someone apparently, according to the officer, claimed that I, uh, uh, that someone called, called them and reported a suspicious person in the parking lot. Wow. So I guess we have some pretty, that's a commentary on a lot of things, uh, particularly how, you know, jumpy and nervous uh, people can be because mm-hmm. uh, the bank is on the corner of a very busy intersection. And um, it seems a little, you know, weird to people that uh, strange nervous. But anyhow, yeah, who's paying attention, banging, right? I mean, yeah. who, who's paying attention to the guy sitting in the bank parking lot? Ah, uh, exactly. Very strange. Very, very strange. Very, very weird. And then I was at the machine, you know, actually transacting. You know, when the the cop, you know, jumps out of his cruiser, and I was banging on the uh, door, <laughs> he's demanding I open it. <laughs> what you know, you just the fact that you drove up to the ATM and were in the process of using the ATM, that should have been enough for any reasonable person to conclude, all right, well, he may have been sitting in the parking lot, but he's here, a customer of the bank, right. using the facilities. My job's done here. <laughs> no, he's demanding to come in the car. So I say, I don't consent to any searches. This was the first thing you said to him? Yes, the first thing I said to him. Okay. Just to get that out there on the record, you know. Gotcha. So uh, then um, I say, well, I can I can move up a little because I was so close to the ATM, I, I couldn't exit the vehicle because I tried to open my door to exit the vehicle. I was gonna, you know, try and close the door behind me and lock it, and then talk to him outside, right? Um, so I said, all right, I'll, I'll pull up my vehicle, and he's like, no, no, you know, I just rolled down the, the window then, you know. So he like negotiated with me a little. So I'm like, uh oh. <clears throat> so I rolled down the window, and he, and of course, because. You know, I'm not I'm nervous and, you know, making a mistake. I rolled down a little too far, right? Mm. So now he's kind of like poking his head in the car. Oh, boy. Me and it still smells like pot, here. right? He says, well, I said I was listening to the radio, the elections or some, something. And, uh, you know, I was in the parking lot back there. Oh, how long were you back there? And then he told me about the call and everything. Then he wanted to see my papers, of course. So I'll give him, give him my papers. <clears throat> and then he comes back and he hands me my papers back. And he says, okay, you know. Have a good night. And I was a little dumbfounded by this. I was like, whoa, I mean, uh, you know, he should have been able to smell that. But uh, yeah. it turned out I also had about a dozen, like, white castles in the car that I had just, like, eaten half of them. So you think this the hamburger yeah. scent uh, overpowered? I think the white castle hamburgers <laughs> overpowered it. <laughs> Or, or maybe he just wasn't a cop. The cop just didn't care. Yeah, yeah I mean, he could have been. You're in New York. Isn't it decriminalized to some extent there? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, uh, possession of small amounts, you, you should do is, you, most people don't realize this, but they write it up as a misdemeanor, and mm-hmm. it's like a, typically an appearance ticket, and then you go down to court, you can file a motion that automatically 
uh, you know, degrades it to a civil offense, is what I understand. Mm. But of course, a lot of lawyers, defense attorneys, don't tell you that. They tell you you've been charged with something criminal. They take a thousand dollars from you, right. and then they say they're going to negotiate with the DA. They file a put on retainer, and they file the motion. Get the same deal nice. you're entitled to according to criminal procedure. So. Well. Hey, glad it worked out all right for you. Um, maybe find a better place in the bank parking lot from now on. And thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour 3 is up next. You take control. Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live, and we are kicking off the third hour of the program. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Coming up, government is good. We'll find out what that means here in a little bit. Sam's going to share something from the government is good website. Did you know there was a website? We'll get into it. Uh, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Sam. And Mark. And to the phones and to the fun we go. Let's talk. To David in Alabama on the amp lines. Hello, David. Hello. Hey, David. What's How on your you mind tonight? Oh, uh, well, I just want to let uh, everybody know. I, I heard the lady call in last week that was on a limited income and the Medicare or whatever wasn't paying for all her life-sustaining medications. And uh, I myself also have to take life-sustaining medications and have a lower income. And a lot of the drug companies themselves offer uh, free drugs to you. Where you don't have to go through any any government agency to get it you just would apply through the company itself really yeah they, they yeah, do have yeah. programs wow i didn't know that so you can you can get a list of them there's a website uh pparx.org org and uh they'll, they'll link you up with things in your state and local uh drug companies that will help you out pparx.org yes oh great good suggestion hopefully dana is listening tonight to uh, to be able to hear that because uh, that was who had, who had called in about it. Thank you for that. Anything else you want to share? Oh, uh, no, that's pretty much it. I just wanted to say you guys are doing a great job and keep it up. David, thanks for being out there. Appreciate the call and the info tonight. Uh, always interesting to have folks uh, chime in with their expertise on whatever the topic at hand might be. Because uh, you know we're not we're not experts on most of any, uh, most anything on this program. We're just talk show hosts. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Continuing with your calls, uh, let's go to Baghdad Mailman in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, how's everything going? Hey, man? super. What's what's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I've been I'm watching the elections here and somebody waving flag on. Yay, America's a great, wonderful place. I I did seven tours 
in the Middle East from 1990 to 2003 in the U.S. military, United States Air Force. Jeez. I worked with explosives, EOD, did a lot of nasty and horrible things. I'm still here. So I decided, hey, I'm going to go back again, so, like a dummy. I went back in, with the KBR, which was uh, Kellogg, Brown, and Ruth downtown. Oh, as a private contractor. Yeah, private contractor. I worked at the U.S. Embassy downtown in the middle of the green zone. Mm-hmm. We called it the bullseye. The Sauter City was across the river, and they used to pound on us. And I could see why. I mean, during the first... Desert Storm, Desert Shield. I don't know if you guys have seen some of the new riot control things they have. They have like this big radar dish that sits on top of the car and they drive towards you and your, your skin starts to crawl and you kind of yeah, run away. The, and make the your... pain ray. Yeah. That cranks up pretty high. I watched them melt people's skin. And mm. they, uh, their uniforms and stuff were fine. And Jesus. It's just, I, I, yeah, I'm just going, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm sort of watching people do things, and, you know, laughing and all this kind of stuff. I was really kind of a mazo person at that time. And I started thinking, it's like, my God, what makes us any better than the damn Nazis? Like, this is crazy. There's, there was things going on. I really feel the American public should know. I mean, they, back in Vietnam, we used to drop napalm on people, and they go, oh, you know, Congress said, oh, no, that's inhumane. We can't do that. Okay, no problem. We'll just change the name to cinder gel. We can do that. Mm. And then they're, they're still doing the stuff. Oh, yeah, still, yeah. And I mean, there's uh, the whole just looking at the troops and the way that they are treating you guys with DU and depleted uranium. I heard an interview with the the guy who heads up the DU research program, and I mean, this stuff when it's when a DU round is fired out of the gun, it creates these nanoparticles that'll go right through the gas mask filters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the depleted uranium is on fire when the round leaves the barrel. Uh, when it hits, it goes everywhere, contaminates, and they dumped, what was it, like 42 uh, tons of this stuff on Iraq in the first part of the Gulf War. And yeah, my crew, uh, actually, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's we fine. Processed, we processed 3 million rounds of this stuff, and it's, it's kicked off by heat. It's shot out of the A-10 uh, cannon Gatling gun in the front there. And uh, we processed 3 million rounds of it, and the Air Force, in their great wisdom, well, we've got to store this somewhere safe. Hey, let's put it in metal cans and sit it on the Saudi Arabian desert floor. That'll be okay. Yeah, that shouldn't, the heat shouldn't affect it. Oh, no. It's like people are getting sick all over the place. And yeah. They're like, oh, there, there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong. And all had... of it for what? Because for, those, those rounds penetrate a uh, tank. You can put a 50 cal yeah, through I a mean, tank I mean, in general, armor. all of it for what? All, all oh. of the torture, all of the, uh, the death, the, melt, the melting of skin, the destruction of homes, the dis- right. dismemberment of families, uh, all of it for nothing, right? Nothing. I mean, for nothing but politics and really? the yeah, benefits right. of the industrial Iraq's, complex. The government still stinks. Oh, yeah. We rolled into Kuwait thinking we're going to liberate all these folks. And half the Iraqi troops we captured were starving to death. They didn't yeah. want to be there. They just wanted to get the hell out. I mean, I had guys coming up to us, and the only word they knew was McDonald's. <laughs> Hands in the air, so McDonald's, McDonald's. <laughs> These guys were killing animals in the zoo to eat. Jeez. We had no business hitting them with what, what I call the big stick. We could have walked in there saying, hey, guys, here's a burger. Come my way. You know, it was insane. No, you don't get to spend as much money doing it that way. Exactly. That's where the uh, the contractors came rolling in and going, hey, we'll clean this up. How about a couple billion dollar contract and just keep your eyes closed? Now, what were you doing with KBR? Were you Was that where you saw the people's uh, skin melting? Was or what? Well, that, that was in uh, well, it was a place called the neutral zone. It's in between Saudi Arabia and Iraq. We used to laugh and say, yeah, we're out there looking for Romulans. <laughs> but they, they tested things out there that was unreal. And it's 
it's a neutral zone because they're not quite sure who who it belongs to. So all the countries that border it said, hey, you know, we just not, we're not not going to mess with it. Uncle Sam messed with it. They cruised right through there, and then it was it was unbelievable. But yeah, when I was in, in KBR, it was like being in a mercenary movie. It was really bizarre. They paid me over a hundred thousand dollars. I was going to go in there. It was tax free, and my job was they said quote deliver the mail. I'm like okay, I can do that. I yeah, that's no big deal. But they didn't tell me that I'd be running diplomatic pouches from embassy to embassy yeah. through the city, through the red zone. I had two cars shot out from underneath me, and that really kind of rattled my cage at that, at that point. But the thing that I was just shocked to see was I was watching these Blackwater guys. They are, are nothing but murdering thugs. They enjoy killing people. They, they would actually, I mean, give an example, it was a Christmas, and we are just kind of hanging out at the pool. They had, we had one of Saddam's palaces was the embassy, and they had a big pool there. And we're all drinking like we're not supposed to be. And this guy's drunk. He's got a pistol. And there's a Iraqi kid there sweeping the floor. He goes, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I feel like uh, killing an Iraqi. We're like, what? What are you talking about? Pulls his pistol out and blows this kid's head off. Boom! He goes, oh, I feel better now. And he turns Holy the pistol around at us. Yeah, he turns the pistol point at us. Anybody you don't got a problem with that? We're like, uh, yeah, we couldn't go for our weapons. And we're just like, no, no, you're, you're cool. You're cool. Right then, the, uh, the Iraqi troops come cruising in, the MPs and all this kind of stuff. And he starts hollering, Rule 17, Law 17, I'm, I'm safe, I'm okay. And I was like, well, what's that mean? And his buddy told me, said, well, they made an agreement with the acting Iraqi government and the U.S. government. If they feel their life was in danger, all they have to do is say Rule 17, and no matter what they did, it's not illegal. So he, he, his claim was that his life was in danger by the little Iraqi boy that was sweeping up? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. They, were, they were doing Disgusting. it constantly over there. No need to I investigate, mean, just, you know, no, that's that. Just throw them on the pile. God. Wow, that's horrifying. Now, if, if, when you signed up for KBR, did you sign up for a contracted period of time? Um, was it like the military? What would have happened if you decided, you know, I'm done with this crazy stuff or whatever? What, what would have happened? It was an open-ended contract. You could leave at any time. Okay. It's just... They they hold bits and pieces of your money and all this sure this sure kind of stuff. you wouldn't have got your money and um, you yeah know, and it's sweet and of course, it's sweet money I mean it really oh, makes yeah. you wonder how many Americans would put up with murder for a hundred grand was it a year to deliver I the was, mail it was a year and I was the lowest paid one right and, and it's tax free this isn't a hundred yeah. grand like uh like you earn a hundred grand mm-hmm. in the United States where you earn a hundred grand and you get to keep fifty, 50. <laughs> this no, is where you get a hundred grand and you get a hundred grand it's like earning two hundred two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year in the United States. Mailman, right. uh, when did you? Why did you end up leaving? I just couldn't take it anymore. So my conscience started kicking in, going, you know, this just ain't right. This is just so wrong. And I started asking questions, started digging. Here, and I've heard about some girls who went over there to work who had gotten raped. Mm-hmm. I heard about yeah, they that Filipino. Yeah, they brought Filipino people over there, and they just used them to death. They That's would horrible. have these boys doing. Seven days a week. I'm glad you're out there. I know it's the first time we've heard from you. Hopefully you'll uh, call us back another time with some of your other stories. I I appreciate the call tonight at 800-259-9231. As disgusting as they are, people need to hear that stuff. Crazy. They need to know what really goes on. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. 
America, beware! The nefarious brigands known as Yerkish are now offering a free download of their so-called music at yerkish.com slash FTL. That's Y-E-R-K-I-S-H dot com slash FTL. Be warned. Exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters. Mothers, cover your sons' ears and do whatever it takes to keep them away from yerkish.com slash FTL. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you, including our webcam. Watch, listen, and chat. The chat room built into the same page as the cam and all free for you at cam.freetalklive.com. That is cam.freetalklive.com. The cam brought to you by Memory dealers memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers including sfps xfps gbix zen packs and x2s that are 100 percent compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers including cisco 3com foundry alcatel and hp at up to 99 percent off of list price they're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs it's memorydealers.com all right as we continue with your phone calls david is in montana you're on free talk live hello david Hey, yo, how are you guys tonight? David, what's on your mind? Doing great. I wanted to call about uh, voting and stuff. I've, okay. I've, I'm 54. I've been voting since I was 18. I love America. I was in the Marine Corps all that. And uh, I feel today if I vote, I'm contributing to a c- criminal activity from all I've seen in the past 30 years of voting. All the stuff that's been going on, and now we're under the Patriot Act, something that, like, was written by Hitler or something. This ain't America no more. And your voting didn't stop that, right? I guess is that what And the vote ain't going to do nothing, because anybody who's in power, the Patriot Act trumps them. They could... There's 2,000 pages of stuff in there that we don't even know about, that they didn't even use on us yet. It's a, it's a joke. Until we address and give much attention to this Patriot Act and get rid of it, America doesn't exist no more. Yeah, but it's not just... The Constitution just... is null and void. It's not just the Patriot Act, Dave, though. I mean, they put... Uh... All kinds of crazy restrictions in the health care bill that have nothing to do with health care. Oh, that's that. That's they're ramming the health care bill, and because we're under the Patriot Act, because nobody, everybody's arms and legs are tied. Because if you do anything, you're a damn terrorist. They'll they'll tell you you're a terrorist if you talk freedom. Matter of fact, just talking like I am, they probably think I'm a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Or there's or actually. Ability or something. They got. They'll come up with some word. There's a the psychiatric association. Free. The psychiatric association that advises all the doctors on the disorders, clinical diseases, and so forth. It's come up with two very interesting new ones. One of them is for people who like healthy food. That that's some kind of new disease, and there's going to be a drug oh, yeah, for these people to help healthy, them. You're, you're crazy if you don't trust the government with their FDA. That's GMO. the other one. 
die a living on it. If you distrust the government, that's, that's another unhealthy. social disorder. Uh, and that's another I've been that they came the out ever with. since I joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> 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 David, thank you so much as always for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Well, that's certainly uh, it's it's not new for the government folks. They've been looking at uh, people that have questioned them as crazy for a long time. You'll get uh, you know put into a psychiatric facility if you don't believe that the government should be around. Right. Well, I mean, this is this these are the same steps that Russia took when they started using mental disorders mm. to take and lock away the political dissidents into a sane asylums you know we were just talking uh, during the break about uh, vets and i can see exactly why so many vets would be against uh, against the government when you they uh, know what it's like yeah <laughs> you were talking about uh, a guy who uh, i guess you'd called in a radio show or something like that it was talking about his uh, his reunion of his yeah. uh, you know company or something like that they called around and a bunch of them were dead. 20%. Yeah, yeah 20% the of the 30-year-olds were dead. Yeah, these are from the first Iraq war, and these guys all had the same conditions, the you know, the liver, kidney problems, uh, eye problems, on and yeah. on, and it's all symptoms of DU exposure, of, yep. of radioactive poisoning. Yep, and when, when these guys start to start to realize how the government feels about them, yeah. Then, you know, suddenly, suddenly the government doesn't seem so great anymore. It doesn't seem like a good solution to any problem when it's taking, when it's taking soldiers and Marines, putting them, sitting them on boxes of depleted uranium rounds inside tanks because, well, that's the only way to get around. Um, I mean, that, this thing's, this stuff, this depleted uranium will ru- ruins lives. It, it kills people. And it's, they just expose young men, men and women to it like it's ordinary. Let's continue with your thoughts and your calls. Adam in Canada, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Adam. Hello. Hey. I'm glad to hear you. Now, this depleted uranium is worse than a lot of people think, and if anybody doesn't know the full truth about it or they're just hearing it tonight on your program, I want them to listen up and listen close. This DU is awful, awful stuff. It has a half-life of four and a half billion years. That's the age of our planet. When our planet is twice as old as it is now, that stuff will be half gone. We've yeah. been around for 20,000 years, so that's a long time. We have a long way to go before we get rid of the stuff we're dumping on the earth. And in Fallujah, where they've used it, they got posters up saying, don't have babies, it's just going to die. Hmm. Just die. Just die off. Just go away. We've taken over. Yep. Don't but, have babies. Yeah, there, there's a lot of... Nine the... out of ten babies are still born out there because of DU. Wow. And if you, the, I've seen some awful stuff on YouTube, but the only videos I can't finish watching are of the stillbirths. They yeah. are horrible. There is some horrifying stuff out there. Today. I don't know about your ninety percent number. I haven't seen that. I'd love to see. I'd love to see some documentation for it. But I have definitely seen lots of videos of lots of very messed up kids coming out of Fallujah. And the DU is also being used in America. So if you don't care about Iraqis, well, care about yourselves then, because America is being littered with it, too, in the, in the proving grounds for the military. These men are being given death sentences for serving their country before they even ship out. Yep. yep. You know, death you can, you can be I'm certain that this is happening in Afghanistan, too. Dale on tonight with you guys? Sorry, who what? Uh, your guys are on with Dale tonight? No, no it's Sam's Sam. here. Sam, sorry, Sam. Sam, no problem. Obscure the truth. Uh, yeah, I'm Dr. surprised you know about that whole gas mask thing. It's good to hear that getting out on the radio more and more. About it's how the nanoparticles can go through. Stop, do you? 
Gotcha. Yeah, I forget the guy's name, but it, this was on Alex Jones's show. He brought on the the head of the research program. I got to go through, you know, he went through all of the details. And Mark, you mentioned the soldiers sitting on in the APCs on top of the cases of DU. The maximum safe exposure for that is twenty minutes. Yeah, they, for, I, for a year. Right, they're not just tootling around the town. They're, no, they're, they're driving they're, hours yeah. out to, on missions every day for like so weeks. People at are sterilized. Time. They're they're going to be dead. Yeah. Yeah, four and a half billion years. So, gift that keeps on giving. Adam, anything else you want to share tonight? Ah, uh, this du. We we got to stop using it. You guys got to stop using it. It's in violation. I don't. Pay, I'm, I'm not, not using, using du. I don't pay taxes sorry, to sorry, the federal sorry. government, no sir. Right. I, the government right. has to stop using it. I agreed. It's and, in and, violation of Geneva, and it's a weapon of mass destruction. If that doesn't seem hypocritical, then what the heck are you thinking? You know. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. When you think about this, and, and you know, he said you guys, and, and it's kind of like we're, you've got the American flag flying overhead. He's got the Canada, Canadian flag. But what do I do? I, I understand he wasn't making any accusations. But, but really, what do I, as an American citizen, do? Stop paying taxes. I guess that's about all you can do. Yeah, you can speak out against it as well. 800-259-9231 and encourage others to stop paying taxes. Encourage secession and doing everything we can to disassociate from uh, those people. Because they're not my people. They're killers. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And the features there, you'll find they're free. So head over and enjoy our different options. Listening options. We've got, dry, uh, we've got live streams, broadband, and dial-up flavors. We've also, of course, got our webcam listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and tune in that way. Plus, we've got our satellite channel for our little, our little network, our little liberty network, LRN.FM. You can uh, get that off of what they call free-to-air satellite and just had a big change up there uh, today where we're now uh, using a direct connection to the satellite uplink facility, which is reducing the amount of delay and slightly increasing the quality of the, the signal there. Hopefully, I've still got some testing to do, but the, the delay is down significantly from like 45 seconds to five because they were pulling it from our regular web, web stream before, and now they're getting it straight from the LR, LRN studio. So that's great news. And the satellite is around the clock, and it's free to air. So as long as you buy the equipment, you can listen to as much LRN.FM as you want without having to pay any kind of monthly uh, satellite fees, which is pretty cool. So you can learn more about all that over at listen.freetalklive.com. And if you're impressed with all the things that Free Talk Live's doing for, for liberty and to bring the liberty message to folks, one of the things that you could do is buy gold and silver at gold.freetalklive.com. Um, there is Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources. That's the, the syndicate that brings the Free Talk Live to most of the radio stations in order to bring you some of the best prices in gold and silver on the internet. You can buy gold as a, infl- a hedge against inflation, barter currency, an investment, and whatever it is you, in- you intend to do, go check out the uh, – before you buy any place else, you want to check gold.freetalklive.com. 
By the way, coming up here tonight, we're going to do you another two-pack of the Tota Sack. We'll tell you more about that coming up in a little bit. But after all of these horror stories about uh, the, the KBR and the, the private contractors, the Halliburtons over in, uh, in Iraq, uh, the depleted uranium, just the, just the horrifying things we've heard, there are still people out there who believe that the government is good, that we need the government, that, yeah, okay, maybe there's a few things they're doing wrong, but government is good, and we need to have it. And there's actually a website that's devoted to this, governmentisgood.com. Dot com, I believe, yes. And this is like a treasure trove of just abject nonsense um, about the government and just lies and uh, misinformation. And it's put together by, I believe, a college professor. And I think it's at Holyoke College, but I'm not positive. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. I got that info. It's one of those things that I've had in my show prep pile for years and I've never done anything with because we've always got so much else to talk about. But Sam, you found something there tonight that you really thought was worth sharing. Yeah, he's released a new story called uh, Deficit Scare Myth versus Reality. Now, I like covering these economic issues because they point out some really, you know, pretty profound things about what's happening in the state of the economy and the way things are heading. But not in this case. In this case, it's just really sort of a twisted look into the mind of, of governmentisgood.com. Mm. What's <laughs> so, the deficit scare anyway? I, I don't know what the scare is. The, uh, the threat that you know the deficit is getting so big, the government is printing so much money at this point that we're, it's going to collapse and fall into hyperinflation is the threat. Or you know, on the other side of the coin are the people who believe that deflation will take hold and sort of suck the economy under. But this is uh, the the deficit is more about the government is spending too much money and right. isn't paying its debts. It's like uh, a person. It, well, it, it's like the uh, the the mortgage crisis when all those people got into giant mansions that didn't deserve to be in them because they couldn't pay the bills. That's what it's beginning to look like for the government. Absolutely, got it. So let's hear it. Okay, so uh, here he starts out. If right-wing deficit hawks get their way, this will uh, they will eliminate an essential tool for fighting economic recessions and cripple our ability to make the crucial public investments in education, technology, and infrastructure that would lay the groundwork for future economic expansion. So we need the government to invest, so-called, in all of those different things that uh, that he mentioned. Yes, because, Ian, the, the government is a perpetual motion machine. Machine. You put one dollar in, and magically you get more than a dollar out. So therefore, they create economic activity. Otherwise, it just wouldn't happen. Right, and of course, the people who decide what to invest should be central planners yes. of the, the federal government who know all and see all, and they know what technologies are the ones that should be invested in, and they know what uh, you know new sectors need to have uh, a boost because they are the wise ones. Yes, they're issued special hats with propellers on top, and when they <laughs> spend them, they can see everything. Well, the, just to, to kind of break that down a little bit, I was obviously being, hopefully, obviously being <laughs> facetious there, because central planning doesn't work, and the reason it doesn't work is because it's politically motivated instead of uh, economically motivated. It's not market based. These central planners who are making decisions about what technologies to research or invest in, and so on, and so forth. They are, first of all, making decisions with money that's not theirs, so they're not really that concerned with if it goes wrong. 
because it's not really their money to lose, whereas real investors are actually using their own money or the money of other investors that have consented to the process of, uh, of investing in a new technology. Right, and or they've, they've, they've allotted whatever amount of money it is that they're willing to take a risk with. And they understand that there's a risk involved. They understand they could lose it all, but it's their money to lose. So they're a little more concerned, a lot more concerned, as a matter of fact, than the government bureaucrats who are managing these so-called investments. So they have an interest in seeing that their investments succeed. They they really want to see that happen, and they'll you know they'll do what it takes to to maximize that uh, that potential. The government bureaucrats also, the central planners, aren't subject to market signals. So they don't really know if they're doing things right or wrong. They're kind of in the dark about all of that, and they're just kind of throwing stuff up against a wall. Yeah, I mean, they added the ethanol requirements to the gasoline, which put corn prices through the roof and caused shortages on that side. And they're, you know, maybe they know what they're doing, maybe they don't, but... They just don't think these things through and and have any idea of all of the unintended consequences that come out of monopoly force being used and wielded over others. Yeah, it's like they say, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Let's throw a bunch of money at it. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. In the case of ethanol, it didn't sound like it was. Right. Well, one of the problems is is that you would think that the reason they're going for ethanol is in order to increase the carbon, decrease the, the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere through the use of fossil fuels. But it turns out that um, the corn produces nitrous, uh, nitrous oxide, which is another greenhouse gas. So they're only mm-hmm. perpetuating the problem further. They made a bigger mess. Uh, at least that was my, my understanding of these things. Were certainly there's the energy independence aspect of it, but I, I well, know. what if the solution lies somewhere else entirely? What if the central planners get it wrong, and they do most of the time? Yep. What if the central planners get it wrong, pour a bunch of money into one technology, and then there's like some guy in his garage that's you know, working on a perpetual motion device or some sort of you know crazy energy device that's incredibly efficient or whatever, and uh, he's not getting any money. He's not getting the investors. Uh, so. These guys make mistakes. When they make a mistake, we all suffer because we've all had to pay the, the price of it. And they, they don't suffer at all. They likely will keep their jobs. And uh, the people that are actually out there who are willing to innovate and who are in the marketplace trying to create new ideas, they don't get any of that money. And I'm not saying they should get the money from the central planners. I'm just saying that, uh, that when the central planners make the wrong choice, we all suffer. And they make the wrong choice a lot. All right, let's go back to the story. Since the election of President Obama, a new and dangerous front has opened up on the conservative war on government. The battle <laughs> over deficits and debt. That alone is a ludicrous statement. The idea that conservatives are somehow uh, engaged in a war on government. I don't see any evidence of that. Do you? Uh, yeah, show me the evidence. Right. All I see the conservatives doing is calling for government in the areas they think it's interesting. They want more war and they want more, uh, you know, whatever other government programs they're happy about and what other government programs they've envisioned. So the conservatives aren't in a war against government. If they were, then maybe we'd have lower government when the conservatives were in charge. But there's no evidence of that happening. And they had the uh, they had total control over all the branches of the state for what, six years of 2000 through 2006, was it? Well, if that's the conservatives, uh, many people would argue that those aren't the conservatives; that those are the, uh, um, uh, the, the those are the the neocons that got in control. Uh, so, you know, it's it's hard to say. So, uh, I want to give you a totasack here. We can continue the uh, the piece on government in a moment. The totasack is the way to get your groceries back in from the car. It is a brilliant little device made out of recycled uh, recycled plastic engine parts, basically, yeah. or something like that. And totasack.us is where you can go to order your own. Though if you want to win a two-pack, 
you can call in right now at 603-435-1105. You'll get a two-pack of the Toda Sack and todasack.us. You can go there to visit them. 603-435-1105. We'll give it to the first caller in the door right now. 603-435-1105. More free talk live coming up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dialing toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site. So head over there, enjoy those on us. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Uh, by simply going over and becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up over there. You'll get access to special features that only the amplifiers get access to. And you'll help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country, bringing the ideas of freedom to uh, more people all over the place. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. All right. So uh, we're talking about governmentisgood.com, which is a very... Very big site. There's a lot of stuff there to uh, to dig into and to tear apart if you love freedom. Because this <laughs> man that writes this website, I believe he's a, a college professor at Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts. This man does not love freedom. He loves the government. And so um, he's just full of all kinds of uh, fallacies and misinformation. And Sam, you're sharing something about the deficit uh, the suggestion he just made was that the conservatives have a war on government? <laughs> what? <laughs> Over right, deficits and debt. That's the silly part here. Is the conservatives that, uh, or the, the, the Republicans, I guess, is uh, who the conservatives vote for. Those people have been in power. They have been the government. So they must be good according to governmentisgood.com. I mean, this doesn't even make any sense. Why does he just say democratsaregood.com? Yeah, we're going to get to that a little more. All right, let's keep going. Now. He uh, he really paints himself to be a, a socialist Democrat, is is my view of it. Uh, and he's talking about deficits and debt. Just to be clear, the deficit is the yearly difference between the money the government takes in and what it spends. While our while the national debt is the accumulation of the yearly deficits, the debt is funded by the federal government selling treasuries like T-bills, notes, treasury, inflation-protected securities, and savings bonds to the public. Now I read that just because that right there is a is a false statement. They they don't sell it to the public. They sell it to other countries. Ninety uh, percent of the Fed uh, money is monetized through the banks, meaning the banks go and withdraw money from the Federal Reserve at near zero percent interest rate. They turn around, buy these these financial instruments that he just mentioned, and and start collecting four percent uh, interest thanks to uh, you know all on the backs of taxpayers. So he's painting this picture like the people are out investing in their country, and it's just it's nonsense. The 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 fund the finances are just so out of control that it's not possible for that to work that way. 
So in recent years, Republicans have been working diligently to whip up public hysteria about growing deficits and the debt. Conservative commentators like Glenn Beck have been pushing this issue hard in their daily tirades against overspending socialist government. Which is typical of, of Republicans. This is, this is a true statement that yeah. he's making here is that they constantly focus on, we need to make sure spending gets under control. We don't need to have deficits. And, uh, well, okay, that sounds nice, but it doesn't say anything about making government smaller. It doesn't say anything about uh, reducing its role in our lives. It just says they want to have a balanced budget. They want to have a government that's as big with a balanced budget. That's all. Yeah, he says uh, these ideologues maintain that uh, deficits hurt economic growth and that the national debt is putting an unfair burden on future generations. The only answer, they argue, is to reduce government, rein in public spending, and move towards balanced budgets. After uh, so, Which they never did. Yeah. Right? Because they, wasn't they, it actually, the, they didn't do the last it, time and they're likely not to do it this time. Wasn't it the Clinton administration where they actually had, you know, are working towards a surplus in the, uh, the, as far as the deficit is concerned, whereas in the Bush administration it didn't even come close? Yeah. There was, I think, one or maybe two years where there was a budget surplus. I mean, you're not talking about much. Still. It, I'm it, telling it's, you. It's the steps in the right direction. It was the Bill Clinton administration that was small government compared to George W. Bush. Make no mistake. The anti-debt crusade is simply another conservative effort to undermine liberal programs and progressive government in this country. If they are successful, they could do major damage to society and the economy. They want to exploit the manufactured deficit hysteria to promote their agenda of deep cuts in vital social programs like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. You know, now, now hold on. Social Security exists outside of the budget stuff. So um, Social Security is paid for by people who are paying into Social Security. There's nothing, it doesn't have anything to do with it. Hmm. Cutting Social Security Unless you believe Social Security, in fact, is going to run a shortfall and that the government will have to make it up elsewhere, which, which I is. do, yeah. um, and, and, and likely this guy does too. But then that's what, what you're admitting there is that Social Security failed. Is yep. that the government ran a big Ponzi scheme. Right. I mean, or, that's essentially what happened. That the politicians, the government, uh, ripped Social Security off, because I think it would have gone significantly longer. It was a Ponzi scheme that would have worked for a longer period of time. Then it will now, but they ripped it off, and mm-hmm. that's how government works because there's no accountability because government sucks. All right, this article takes on these deficit hawks and their spurious arguments. It shows that one, Republicans only care about deficits when the money is being spent on liberal programs. Yep, two, I agree. Statement. Our current large deficits have not been caused by overspending by the Obama administration. Mm, not the current ones. Uh, the, I mean, but but you can tack on programs like uh, Social Security, Medicare, the military. These are the top three things that are out there that the money gets spent on. And two of those three things are definitely liberal programs. And the Democrats haven't been very good on war either. So the Democrats can take, nor have the uh, Republicans proposed cutting Medicare. Or they don't Social do it Security. when they get the opportunity. They have, uh, but but George Bush did try to to do something with uh, Social Security, and he got his ass handed to him. Oh, you mean the supposed stock market thing or whatever that was? Well, what he he tried to make yeah, some kind of savings accounts step. or something. <laughs> But Social Security isn't that big of a problem. You don't have to pay it anyway. Just choose not to pay it. I don't. Yeah. Number three, deficit spending is an essential tool for combating economic recessions and depressions, which are, of course, caused by the uh, the Federal Reserve and not a natural occurrence in a free market. 
So again, here he's arguing just for, you know. Right. And the government can't fight a depression it created by stealing more money to spend it on uh, highway improvement projects or whatever other programs. Yes. And most of it gets derailed for earmarks and, and stuff like that anyway. So it, it, it dilutes. I think the government really could have done some stuff to, uh, to make the economy better and stimulate the economy. But most of them would have been, uh, you know, essentially telling businesses, Look, taxes are on hold for a year. I think that would have done a great thing for the economy. I agree with that. Number four, public debt can fuel vital public investments in education, technology, and infrastructure that lay the groundwork for future economic expansion. Number five, you can't just sorry, you just can't let people stop paying taxes for a year, though, Mark. They might start getting used to it. Indeed, even if even if the government wanted to redistribute, because I understand they would want to do that. Mm -hmm. If they just wrote every American a big old check instead of what it is that they did here, where they did all these infrastructure structure improvements and stuff like that you still would have seen a huge improvement i'm not saying it's it's i'm not saying it's good and i'm not saying it's moral it just would have been more effective number five this inflated and misleading right-wing rhetoric about deficits and debt is distracting from a more rational and helpful discussion of the financial problems that we face as a nation before considering what exactly is wrong with the conservative critique of deficits, it is first useful to see just how hypocritical many of them are about this topic. Oh, yeah. In reality, most conservative politicians don't care nearly as much about deficits as they claim. Uh-huh. It's true. Consider the evidence most Republicans in Congress did not become deficit hawks until after President Obama was elected. During the previous administration, they were busy helping President Bush turn the budget surpluses of the Clinton era into large deficits. Yep. True statement. Most conservatives do not see this rapid increase in the national debt as a problem at all. Vice President Cheney... Yeah, that's right. The the country's only socialist now that Obama's in charge wasn't socialist when George Bush was doing the exact same thing. And creating uh, one of the largest expansions of government um, in our lifetimes with the Department of Homeland Security, as if it makes the homeland secure. One of my favorite signs at the the, the recent Tea Party was by somebody who is certainly not a a typical Tea Partier. Uh, it was something to the effect of where were you in in uh, in 2006 or where were you excuse me, where were you from 2000 to 2008 yep. and it's a great question uh, vice president cheney blithely dismissed those issues at the time by saying reagan proved deficits don't matter so many republicans think deficits are just fine when they are spending yes. the public's money on their own political priorities it didn't bother them to fund the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan by massive debt spending, and they were all too glad to add hundreds of billions to the national debt by passing several enormous tax cuts, money that largely went to the wealthy. Uh, I'm going to skip through some stuff because we're running short on time. But uh, the one example that he gives as his fact here at the end of this paragraph is, for example, Bush's wars and tax cuts will contribute more than $500 billion to the fiscal 2012 budget deficit alone, making up more than 50, making up more than 50% of the shortfall. So there he is saying the tax cuts are the reason that, you know, the government's spending too much money rather than focusing than spending on too the much spending. Is the reason. Yeah, but he is right a lot about a lot of the things he said there. Uh, there's more nonsense over there at governmentisgood.com, and we'll be back uh, tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally. With information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing, here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. Just like you, I don't want to look older than I am. One of the primary causes of premature aging is that people are not getting enough lubrication for their skin. 
When your skin isn't getting proper lubrication, it shows signs of aging. Fine lines and wrinkles get more pronounced and you begin to show signs of damage. One of the best ways to lubricate your skin is to start with your intestinal tract. Omega fatty acids are vital for the proper functioning of every cell in your body and that lubricates your skin. The acai berry from Brazil is a fantastic source of omega fatty acids. Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice that contains plenty of acai berries that will ensure you get the proper amounts of omega fatty acids in your diet. Acai berry juice tastes fantastic and it's packed with excellent nutrients like omega fatty acids and the antioxidant vitamin C that will help keep you looking youthful and vibrant. Drink a glass of acai berry juice any time of the day and keep your skin looking young and healthy. To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.